Action Park Media. Welcome to Victory, the podcast, special edition Rams victory. We're lucky enough to get Robert Woods here. Local Gardenia and uh, USC grad. California kid. Yep. So how you doing, man? And doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having a local kid on the show. How great is that? To like, did you grow up? We, I mean, obviously the Rams have been gone back, so you may not have missed. Were, were you a fan of the Rams growing up? I was. You know, the greatest show on turf. Always watched them. Uh, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt doing their thing. Marshall Falk. Uh, was really excited just as a football player being um, from LA for the Rams to come back to LA. Um, and then for me to sign with them. Uh, on top of that, it was just a dream come true to be able to play here. Uh, for the home team. Yeah, I mean, how great is it? Have this new amazing stadium, which by the way, I kind of predicted it on Entourage years before it happened. But uh, how is it to be like, have a great team going and being in this amazing stadium? That's got to be a good, good thing. Yeah, it's really like a whole shift and change, you know, coming here, uh, coming here with Sean McVay, uh, new staff. As you can see, we switched up our our logos, our our colors, our uniform, um, have SoFi Stadium, just a whole new look to come back here in L.A. and really just kind of like flip the script, you know, come and be a top team, always being a contender and uh, really just trying to get this championship back here in L.A. where it belongs. So, Robert, do you think I look like Sean McVay at all? <laughs> he wants to if, so badly. No, I, I, on, on social media, people tell me I look like Sean McVay. I don't think so. I think if I bulked up a little bit, I could maybe play him in the movie. Some people tell me I'm built like Robert Woods, but I don't see it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do know you do have to get in the weight room. He's pretty, he's pretty jacked He's up. pretty jacked. I will give him that. He's pretty jacked. So, Robert, question for you. Obviously, anytime you get drafted in the NFL, it's a great thing. It doesn't matter where. But as a kid from California, you get drafted by Buffalo. Had you now we're from New York, so we know what what cold is. But were you thinking like, oh my goodness, you know what what am I gonna do? Yeah, I just remember uh, my my that first call, um, getting drafted, uh, talking to the teams, and then kind of just thinking like, okay, you know, I'm Buffalo, New York. I, I know it's gonna be cold. Yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> probably thirty minutes from New York, New York City, um, just being right there, and then actually going out to Buffalo, looking out the window. Um, seeing, seeing what it was all about, but, uh, definitely cold. But Robert, when, I mean, obviously like USC, you're projected top five, top 10 at least. And then that year didn't go as planned and you dropped a little. Now it's years later and you've, you know, I don't know, 75, it's all meant to be. 75 million in contracts or whatever <laughs> the numbers are, but, Doug. but was that a motivating factor? Did you, was the draft a disappointment for you? Yeah, I wouldn't say it was a, a disappointment, but I would say it's one of those, it wasn't, I mean, it's one of the things, obviously, you're pleased to get drafted. Um, I knew I could sneak in that late first round, um, end up going early second, but uh, you always note the receivers and the players taking ahead of you. Um, my goal still to this day is to outlast everybody I was, I was drafted with, but uh, you definitely note it. Um, you know who's in your class. And uh, you just you just happy to get in the league at that point. You right. happy to be somewhere in the team. And what's the real thing to outlast people besides obviously working hard? Are you? I mean, you Take know, we've care had of your body. We've had a couple. Well, I'd like to hear him say it because since he's lasted and longer Sean than Sean McVay, but um, take care of our bodies. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, uh, we had a couple of your teammates on, and everybody. We had DK Metcalf on our show also. Everybody nowadays seems, I don't know if it's the party line or what. It's just like, you know, we really, we come home, we watch TV, we're not here to party. Is there any fun going on in the NFL anymore? (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I would say I would say so. It's been it's been been a while uh, with with COVID going on. Everything's been limited. Guys been trying to really um, we say keep keep our environment safe, keep everything in the house. But uh, I mean, it, it's still it's still the NFL. You still have your fun. You still get your treatment. Um, being here in LA, uh, you have your perks. You have your bonuses. Um, I would say it's, it's no better place than play football here in LA. Having the perks, the restaurants, Hollywood, entourage. <laughs> and, and winning helps too, right? Being on a winning team is always nice, right? Of, of course. Since Robert brought up entourage, because I'm always like, does anyone even know who we are? You guys are younger and stuff. So you he you have seen when the show. The show went off the air, Doug. Yeah, seen the show, uh, seen you guys movie, following you guys, uh, huge fans. I have to ask this question, and I already know the answer, but how <laughs> annoying is the fantasy football thing? And are you aware of your fantasy scores and how annoying? I mean, look, you love your fans, right? But I don't even know if I want to address it because it's already so bad. <laughs> if I, I mean, you, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's clearly you see that people aren't watching the games. Right. They're literally just checking their team or checking stats and not knowing what's going on. And you get these crazy messages, right. whether it's pregame. Right. After are you game. playing? Are you healthy? Yeah, What's are you playing? My, I'm betting my whole house on this. <laughs> Everyone wants please, to be Adam Schefter. Please pay my something. tuition. <laughs> yeah, people take this fantasy thing so seriously. They feel like they know you, right? Are you aware of whether you hear it or you see it on Twitter? Do you know what you threw up on the fantasy scoreboard at the end of a weekend, whether you like it or I, not? I, I do. I mean, the fans let me know. But one thing I don't know is how the points are, are tallied. Right. I just know the fans let me know when I have a big one or if I came through <laughs> for them. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I know when the, when the big games come, and they, they definitely love it, get, get tons of messages and uh, tons of responses. And, Robert, so how did things change? Obviously, Jared was a great quarterback, and, and Matthew is now playing great. But how, how much changes for a receiver, obviously, the way he throws the ball, but just chemistry and personalities, does that make a big difference in, in how you approach it every day? Yeah, I would say just his leadership and experience um, is one of the huge uh, differences or takeoffs from from Stafford and, and Goff. Just his experience being able to be out there and knowing the defenses or knowing just certain looks, he's able to just communicate uh, sometimes with a finger or eyes, you know, something that he's expecting. We're on the same page. But just making different reads, making some different changes um, in our offense, putting guys on different routes. I think him and McVay are a great combination. Um but really just the experience and him being able to be, have those, those reps uh, in games, um, I think that's, that's a huge difference right now. Is there ever any small talk in the huddle? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, is like there, about what we're doing later or what? Well, not necessarily, but I mean, you know, these guys know no, each I'm other. Right? Is, there, is it all like screaming in like numbers and routes or is there a little, little chit-chat ever? Uh, if if anybody uh, is doing the chit chat, kind of breaking it up, it's either myself, uh, Tyler Higby, or Brian Allen. Um, I think a lot of the guys are are so locked in and focused in on the task, and you feel it all game um, throughout. And sometimes you may hear a guy just kind of break up the focus, just like, "Hey guys, no, relax. You know, we're doing well." Just to crack a smile and just you know refresh and like get back at it, but. 
All there's right. definitely times where there's, there's small talk and get guys, you know, to laugh, <laughs> crack a smile, and just remember we're out here having fun. What about Andrew Whitworth? We had him on the podcast. He's he obviously a very large individual. He is a freaking monster with his golf swing looks like as good as anybody. I didn't even want to take a picture <laughs> with him because I was embarrassed. I really was. I was like, I don't want to take a picture but with this guy. How's his demeanor? He seems like the nicest guy in the world, but I got to believe he's, he's, he's just. A large man. Yeah. Well, he's not messing he's around. Not effing around out there. Yeah, no, nah, he, he's definitely not. He's our he's our anchor. He's our our, our grandfather captain out there. He's the one who, who's locking us in, uh, letting us know if we got to pick up our tempo. You know, keep keep staying on our necks. Um, we need to score on this drive. He's kind of the one who's keeping that keeping that engine going. He's he's adding that that coal to our train, uh, keeping us fueled up. Um, and you know, when you see that fist pump, we talk about Wits fist pump. When we see Wits fist pump, you know, we're doing something right. We're nice. executing our place. Do you like being mic'd up? <laughs> I actually, I feel like I kind of, I kind of have to mon. I feel like I monitor myself when I when I am mic'd up. You know, you just gotta be careful what you what you put out there right. and what's out there. But I do you feel get like kill when power? I'm, can you say? Can you cut out the part where I was cursing and I told that guy he sucked? I mean, can you? Can, or do they just take it and that, that's they it. they just they just wow. take it out when you when you watch the coffee, you're like, wow, they really kept a lot out of there. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's it's a lot of cursing, there's a lot of trash talking. Um, it gets intense, especially I, I like going against guys who 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 talk back. You know, that adds. More competitive juices to us all. Jalen Ramsey's got to be one of those guys, I don't know, in practice who talks a lot, I would think. Two things. Who are you not thrilled to line up against? And who's got the biggest mouth out of all of them? Uh, I'm thrilled to line up against them all. Um, I like it. The best one is Jalen. We always want to go against the best one, the best competitor. We think is Jalen. Um, best lockdown corner in the league. But honestly, the other trash talker, I, I, I had some good ones. Um, I happened to be teammates before. And uh, that's Akeem Tlaib and Marcus Peters. Um, we go against Marcus Peters with the Ravens um, two years ago. And boy, he was talking. That was his first game back to playing the rounds. But uh, does he get personal? Like, what kind of stuff is he saying? I mean, it's just, it's, it's it's it all. You know, it's whether it's like your your routes are trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've been locking you up at practice. Uh, we've been doing this since college. But literally, you you get it all. You want to just enjoy the moment, stay in it, and uh, it really brings the best out of players. You know, so you bring, but is, bring are it. they? Is he like when he's saying that to you, your 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 routes are trash? Is he being half funny, or he is just like he's locked in to, to in try head. to get in your head? Let me let me ask him. So <laughs> I mean, is that like you know, is he really thinking he's going to get to you like that? And does anyone ever get under your skin to the point that you you know just can't hold back? So I remember my my first time. Um, Karen Marcus Peters trash talked me. Uh, he was with the Chiefs, and I had like a, a just a clear out route. I was running a route, clear, getting somebody open, open in Buffalo, and he's like, "Man, that route is trash. Like that's weak." And that's when I realized, I'm like, "Okay, you're just talking," because now it's like the guy behind me is running wide open, you know, <laughs> getting the ball. But it's just like he he's always has to say something. Um, and once you acknowledge it or you give him eye contact, that's when he he keeps going. And if it bothers you, uh, it's even worse. You know, it, it adds fuel to the fire. I love you know, it. when we had DK Metcalf on the podcast, we we asked him who you know what defensive back, and we didn't even get the question out of our mouths before he was like Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, yes. Yeah. What is it that Jalen Ramsey does aside from being great? Is he see a trash talker? Is he just stare you down like uh, you know, like a Rocky movie? This whole presence, his demeanor, um, straight straight baller. I I can go back to his. He he lines up against the best receivers every single time. But I'll go back to his first week here. Um, 
And you see, it was us against Atlanta. He had the one-on-one matchup against Julio Jones. Our whole team is like, all right, we got Jalen Ramsey on our team. We locked in. Everybody's watching. That's awesome. Like, what you going to bring? And I think you just see him just being competitive, going up there and making guys, whether it's drop passes or, or incomplete passes. He's he's excited about it. He, he's letting himself know I'm, I'm the best corner. Receivers are, are looking at him, seeing him flex, seeing him run down, you know, waving his finger. And, uh, I mean, you got to take offense to it. You know, you, you take pride in craft. You get in lockdown. Someone's show buddy up, ex- exciting. Uh, you don't want those plays to be made on you. And uh, Jalen continues to and continues to make these plays. I love it. So another thing we asked DK Metcalf, I want to ask you. Connolly fancies himself for a middle-aged man to be pretty speedy. What? So we asked DK, what yard line could Connolly start on that he could take him down? What if do you I think? I started what? on the 50 <laughs> and you started on the goal line. Could you catch me before I made it to the end zone? <laughs> I mean, I'm 47 I, I, with a plate. I would, I would, I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that would be really slow. <laughs> so then, yeah. that would be that would be really, really slow. <laughs> you would be disappointed. If, if you get if you caught, you me. might you might not be able to run anymore. You might just have to say you go walking on Saturday mornings. That, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, you know, Robert. You know, we we had Russell Wilson on in, in the movie, and he overthrew Connolly, who dove for a pass and broke his I leg. Broke and, my leg. So he might have been Wilson able to start at the forty ten years ago before that accident <laughs> happened. But so outside of football, Robert, like what what are you watching? Since we're TV guys, are you watching any shows that you're into when you're traveling on the Squid road? Squid Games. Oh yes, I uh, watch Squid Games. I know everybody's probably. Attached to Squid Games right now, hooked to it. Um, that one drew me in from episode one. Right. Red light, green light uh, was 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 attached to it. Yeah, crazy ending. I, I just saw LeBron say, "Get on the plane, dude." Where do you? Let me not spoil it, but you know, <laughs> uh, it's a great show, great concept. Um, look more for for more shows and more interesting ideas. That's that's really different and extraordinary. How often do you guys practice trick plays? And by trick plays, I mean unconventional plays where you go, I don't know if you saw the thing that the Chiefs did where everybody on offense at a certain point lined up under center. And you think, how often do you practice that? And at what point are you confident enough in such a wild kind of trick play? How often do you, do you run through those? Yeah, I, w- I would say we, we try it out for weeks and weeks. Uh, really? Yeah, I remember we had a we had a good one in a few few years ago. We kind of practiced that one from early on in the season, didn't run it to about week nine or 10. And uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta make sure it works. Yeah. You know, well, so how did it go? To multiple people, you can't, it's either, what are they, it's either going to work or it's not, it's going to fail. And are you excited when that play comes in? Are you like, all right, let's go. Or are you kind of nervous? Like, well, okay, we got one shot. Oh, no, no, you're, you're waiting on that call. That's the one that you've been, like you say, you've been working on, you've been practicing. You finally get that call. Everybody's excited. You might see some smiles as people line well, up. Well, that's what that I was going to say. Your acting <laughs> skills have to kick in at that point. Cause you can't let the, the, the defense know that you got a trick play coming. So everybody's got to keep a straight face. I think that's so funny. <laughs> How did that play go when you did it in week nine? Did it work? Uh, it, it went well. We actually we we did a a, a spin off of that. We had a, a touchdown in London. We threw it to Cooper Cup. Um, it was kind of like a double reverse toss back pass. Um, yeah, ended up ended up being a touchdown, and that was kind of a spin off of another trick play that was a double reverse to myself. Got all the way down to to the goal line. But uh, those plays, I mean, they they our coaches. Probably thinking of plays right now. He's always <laughs> thinking of something. 
But uh, awesome. when those players are successful, um, you just keep keep building off of it. That's great. Well, it seems like the team's in a good place. Everybody's ev- locked in. Everybody really does feel focused. And all the, I don't know, everyone we've spoken to, they just, you guys seem so nice. It just seems <laughs> like it's not North Dallas 40, if you know that movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. but uh, I, I, I don't, I don't. And you should check out Heaven Can Wait, which is a great movie where the Rams the do Rams. go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that was what... One of the movies that made me a Rams fan when I was a kid. So we wish you the best of luck this year. Everything looks great. And uh, hopefully everyone stays healthy and uh, bring us Super Bowl back to the Rams since I know the Giants aren't winning it. So thank you very much. Thanks so much, Robert. Thanks, guys, for having me. And uh, hopefully that's the movie of the year for us this year. Love it. Be good. All right. right. Thank you, guys. Victory the Podcast Rams edition.